Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Over the course of the Boston Celtics' 35-year history, they had won nearly 50% of all championships won in league history up to that point. Needless to say, the Celtics in the NBA Finals in springtime had become a perennial event. An expectation. Not a random occurrence. By 1981, the dynasty seasons were becoming a distant memory. Long gone were the cigar smoke-filled sidelines of eight consecutive titles. From 1976 to 1979, the Celtics were irrelevant. And the rest of the NBA seemed to revel in the unfamiliar pain of losing. In the fall of 1979, the sun finally came out in Boston again with the arrival of a new head coach, a new point guard and the savior of the franchise. Larry Joburg. By the time Houston and Boston advanced to the NBA Finals, both were underdogs in their respective conference finals. Although Boston had won 62 games, the Philadelphia 76ers eliminated them a year earlier, having had gone down 3-1. Losing in five games. Surely it was the Celtics' express wish to dethrone the Lakers of their 1980 championship, but Houston had other plans. Boston would find out just how much of a feisty opponent the 40-win Rockets would be. But first, the NBA East were prepared for these Celtics. But the Chicago Bulls and Artis Gilmore presented a formidable semi-finals foe. Gilmore was still mobile, agile, and a tank in the paint. The Celtics' titanic front line of Parrish, Bird, Maxwell and McHale were on a mission to derail the A-train. they do just that in a resounding sweep. On the other side of the bracket, destiny was starting to take form. The Philadelphia 76ers closed out the Milwaukee Bucks. And it was on to the second stanza of a three-part mega-drama between the Sixers and Celtics in the first three seasons of the decade. The first four games were exactly what fans expected. An all-out brawl. A battle for supremacy among two equally talented clubs. But the Sixers stole Game 1 at Boston Garden. They took full advantage of a struggling Larry Bird and added separation in Game 4, going up 3-1 again.
The Celtics refused to die again to the 76ers this year however. They stole Game 5 in Boston and looked to tie the series at the Spectrum, an arena they'd lost 11 consecutive games in. The stage was set for Game 6. Widely considered one of the greatest games in playoff history. It was a heavyweight bout that included players fighting. Referees fighting with players. Stuck basketball, window washing. And fighting fans. This was Celtics basketball and they bust out to a 17-point lead. Philadelphia was shocked. The Celtics duo of Larry Bird and the longest-tenured Celtic, veteran forward Cedric Maxwell, kept Philadelphia at a distance. And in the closing minutes, rookie Andrew Tony had his layup reversed by the giant arms of rookie Kevin McHale. Tony hadn't become the Boston Strangler just yet. Bird's 26 and 16 that made all the difference, and his club was heading back home to the hallowed halls of Boston Garden. Place that had seen its fair share of Game 7s. The NBA in the 1980s. It was fantastic. A fantastic feat for Boston. Becoming just the second team in NBA history to force Game 7 after going down 3-1. History and the ghosts of Celtics past were on their side in 1981. Boston would do the improbable. Behind the efforts of Cedric Maxwell and Larry Bird, the Celtics would force Game 7. We felt it really shocking and really uh, torn apart because now it's 3-3 three to three and we're coming back to the Garden. And now it was just, now a, just a game whoever had the most guts and the most determination was going to win that game. The Celtics have never lost a Game 7 to the 76ers, and while the success of decades past will likely never be paralleled by the green, the mystique felt present again. Maxwell continued to prove his worth in the clutch. A place his Celtics had come to expect him to be. The longest-tenured Celtic veteran had endured the tumultuous late 1970s. Just two seasons later. He now finds himself on the precipice of an NBA championship. Max wasn't letting the Celtics lose. Not today. Maxwell and young Larry Bird formed the league's most lethal frontcourt duo. They'd again will their team to victory. Now, all of the focus was dead ahead on capturing Banner 14. And tipping off a new decade. One that would find our box Celtics. Back in dominance.
the Boston Celtics would advance to the NBA Finals. That was probably the best games I ever played in my life. It's seven game series and every one of them was just full of excitement. It was their first appearance since winning the title in 1976.